Good Thursday morning, everyone, and we're back. It's the Dose. Dose. Mark Hutchins here with Jeremy Clevin and Byron Filson behind the glass. Hi. Good to see you, fellas. Hi. Like a wonderful morning. And we got a wonderful guest back in the house. It's a great day. Corinne Wynn, thank you so much for coming back for, for part two. Hopefully, we'll get to five parts if, you, if you're up for it. We're going to yes. roll with it. Thank All you guys right. for letting me back in today. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, you for me? being here. What a great start. The female presence is it's much needed around here. Yeah. A lot yeah. Of, Happy to come back. It's always us three in here. Yeah. Some days without a guest. So it's like, it just keeps it fresh and... And honest, you know, <laughs> the things that we do and say in here with, you know, when there's no one keeping us in line is, you know, well, it's been clean so far. So good. Yeah. See, we we're going to keep are, it that way. Yeah, or she's not going to well, come back tomorrow. Yeah, or she's <laughs> yeah, she will come back or, or she'll be, I uh, won't. Yeah. Come be back. done. Yeah. We were talking about how we actually, we care and we want to help everybody out there. So we appreciate you sharing everything on here with us. Um, as a guest and everyone who else has come on in the past, the dose, thank you everyone who shared, but yes. it is about helping. Um, so I asked a question, so let's dive in. Um, before we went, you're a killer. You, you're, you're out in a good way. You're after it. You're committed. You have family and you, you, you just saw the vision early along, which is great because a lot of people don't. So you kind of, to me, you didn't, not like you had a head start because someone gave it to you. You gave yourself a head start by opening up quick and, and realizing. So let's let's go let's fast forward maybe five years into your into your business and and what doors open and what it led to because you have a obviously wildly successful real estate business that you've created over 14 years but i want to hear how it all transpired so maybe like a fast forward to to let's call it uh that would be 2008 correct mm-hmm. would be five years in so well, 2008 back up a year yeah or 2007 why yeah. not because that was a, that was still crazy yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that let's so let's talk about 2007 so hiring that assistant um, uh, who kind of was a hybrid, your, your husband helping and, and what it looks like now, what it, those doors opened, I guess, what yeah. doors it opened. And I probably jumped the gun a little bit on the assistant. I didn't hire her for until it was my second year in the business. Okay. So the early times, one of my, co- my coach, um, Ramona, what she had me do was call expired listings. Cause at that time we actually had a lot of <clears> expired <throat> listings, mm-hmm. um, because it was before the market really started to turn. And so, I would call expires and I would actually knock the door and leave a packet and leave a handwritten note. And a lot of times I would just bring, most of the time the people weren't home. If they were, I'd have a sympathy factor because I'd have a child with me. Um, and I would just knock the doors and leave those packets. And I'd get a lot of calls back. I feel like what it looks like today versus what it looked like back then, not as many people worked expires. So it was a lot less yeah. competitive. Now it's a little saturated. I think the internet yeah. changed that, right? Because now any e- e- class correct. that you take, it says, you know, get started and call expires for free and all of these things. And, and so, they sell lists now. And, and, the heavy and they sell lists. And yeah. the heavy promotion of the dialers too. <clears throat> That's you know, true. Getting, you know, call centers and all that's going <clears> to, <throat> you know, push that. All of those pieces, right? Yeah. So um, it was basically having some success early on with expireds and doing that. Like that was my routine every single day. I would go out and call and then knock the doors. And then I had some success with it. And then I would use that now in advertising and put out some letters where I would start. It was really minor farming, but where I would list, hey, this X company had this house listed for 300 days. I had it listed for 20 and sold it. And I'd have multiple stories like that. And then I would just send out those letters. And then I didn't have to knock as many doors that's some more leverage um that way or that's the flyer that i would leave and so i love see i love that you you focused on you found one thing and you focused on it you focused on it hyper focused on it and th- to me that's one of those activities that maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be the expires but that door knock 
that's showing up. Um, great example of one of our agents is the seller said to them, I don't know when I can say the last time an agent actually showed up to my door. And that's the impressive part. So already you've added value by doing so. And, and in probably in a short period of time, created some type of database or sphere within that area that you could market to now get referrals from, et cetera. And like you said, playing off your strength, this is, is, is showing your stats. People love to see stats. So yeah. I mean, already that's so impressive. So did that mold into you being such a heavy lister? Because I mean, moving forward here a bit, you, at one point you said you had uh, 800 and... Ninety-six, uh, 90, <laughs> just shy of nine hundred. Uh, short, uh, short, short. Yeah. So, and I probably did. There was a strategy, actually. If I'm going back in time, that I forgot when I got into real estate, I did spend one tax season in H and R Block. Um, when I first first got going in the business, I actually started off as a loan officer, and then I was selling homes and a loan officer at the same time. So when I went to H and R Block, my thought was, "Gosh, well, if I'm sitting in front of people, I'm going to have all of their financials, so they can't lie to me." And they're either going to need a refinance, which I can help them on the lending side, or they don't have a home and they need a tax write-off so I can sell them a house. So I built up a huge database. Smart, though. In front of the it, people right there, and that helped me but also you did, But you did something with it, right? Oh, you yeah. took it, and then you did something with it. Yes. You said a lot. You, we were also talking offline, and you said that you know you can be smart and learn all these things and know how to lead you and all that good stuff, but if you don't have the mindset or the the perseverance to put it actually into action, nothing's going to happen. That's so it. you're pretty much, so, so 809 or 896 listings. Um, what led to that? What led to that? I mean, that was during a, a somewhat of a Theory, crisis, yeah, obviously yeah. in the, in the, in the uh, real estate market here. So what led to that door being open or how'd you crack it? Because it's hard to, especially in a depressed market like that to be like number one, which you were. Yeah. Um, well, in 08, which is when it really got tough, I was in the far West Valley. So not at that point yet. It wasn't completely uh, 50% upside down, but it was pretty pretty much all the homes out there were upside down. And so I got a call one day and somebody asked if I would do some BPOs for free. And I had heard about that and I thought, I don't want to get scammed. I'm not going to do you know free BPOs, but I'll do a handful of them just to see if an opportunity shakes out. And so I did that and sure enough, it was a small bank out of Florida and they gave me the listings and they had literally no process. I had no idea. It was like two people in their REO department. So these addendums and things that we see today, they had none of that. I created all of these addendums for them and I said, this is a really good situation that I'm sitting in. I'm getting you know multiple listings on a monthly basis. So I started prospecting for more of that business. And that was a really, that was probably one of the best decisions I made at that time because all of the business, I closed like 200 homes in 2008. Um, I didn't have any of those same clients by 2010 because they either got eaten up by the FDIC right. or that asset manager changed to a different company. And, you know, just things, even though you would do great at your job, right. it was out of your control and you wouldn't, you'd lose the business. They were yep. figuring it out too, like you they, said. Yeah, they were, they were just, trying to they figure it out. no idea. No, no one was prepared for it, nor had a process. <laughs> To deal right. with it. Right. So, so then I would just call and prospect other companies and call them like they were expecting my call. Like one call would be, let me figure out who the decision maker is. And then I'd call back later that day or the next day and ask for them like they're expecting my call. Ah, I like that. Like, just going for it. Just, just you're go for it. Yeah, head first pit bull mentality. Pretty much. And then I would just catch them. 896 homes in one year. Yeah. Number one agent in 2011. Have- and... In Arizona, in Arizona, I think in like 10, 11, yeah. and 12. Yeah, I thought it was, was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 
That is insane. I was up until three o'clock in the morning on some of those days, so I wasn't I looking at the rain. <laughs> I, I bet. I bet. So, you know, it's, so that happened 2010 or 2010, 11, 12. So are you now starting to see from some of those past clients of yours, the sellers that you have, or, or even the buyer, are they having the, the what they call the rebirth where their credits somewhat from their short sale has, has, has come back to life? They're now on the market again to buy. Are you seeing uh, an influx of that or is it coming still? Um, from your database? Yeah, we're still seeing that. One of the best pieces of advice one of my coaches gave me was to adopt the client. So they warned me and said, hey, Corinne, that's great. You're selling 900 homes and 200 homes and you're building up this um, nice ranking, if you want to call that, a nice income. But what's happening to your database? You don't have these people in your database. You can't keep Fannie Mae, you know, as one client. You might've sold, you know, hundreds of homes, but that's only one client. So that really hit the light bulb for me of, yeah, we're not going to be in this recession forever. So right. what's happening to my database when we come out of it? And so that's where we had started adopting the client, which means I would put the people that actually bought one of my listings into my database. And we just acted as if we were the ones that sold them the home, yeah. sent them a newsletter. Boom. Um, and so still to this day, those people call or email or whatever, get in contact with us and say, you know, Corinne sold us a home back in whenever and we'll look in the MLS and I wasn't their agent. I was a listing agent. <laughs> is that how you transitioned? Agents don't and that was part up. of the transition. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you transitioned into the business that you have today. Because I mean, you obviously you've done it tremendously well. Like we we're talking about you, you know, obviously going from having an REO account, being the number one agent, almost 900 deals, you know, and then when that all gets turned off, it's tough, right? Yeah, to it was. Transition. It was tough, but one of the things that I learned out of that transition is you don't sell 900 homes in a year and don't create some incredible processes. Right. I was going to just about figured that, that out, and then yeah. this, you know, it shut off the spigot, and I'm like, that's all right, because that gets boring anyway. I'm constantly yeah. innovating and reinventing. What are so. those processes, and or what were you doing then, and how can it, how did it translate into your business now? Yes. Yeah, so it became, well, what would I do and say that I can now replicate that a team member could come in and they could do and say? What are the scripts that I'm saying? What are what are the databases that I'm calling? So again, we try to hit, you know, expires, cancels, but like we just talked about, that can be saturated at times. And right. so what I learned with agents is a lot of times we'll go to a seminar and we'll see some type of lead generation tactic and then we'll go home and go, okay, great, let me go try this. And it's really about being who we are, being our authentic self, that not everybody's going to be a caller. Not everyone's going to do a great job calling expires because they frankly just don't like it. So if you don't like it, how great can you be at that? Yep. Right. So, you know, find out what your niche is. So on our team, we started off, I had to find my way as a leader in running a team. And just because I was a prospector, I thought, okay, great. We're going to be prospecting based. But I learned, you know what, we're losing great agents or not getting into business with great agents because they're not prospecting based. So we open that funnel up to say, what's your one thing going to be? Is it going to be more of the outbound calling and prospecting or is it going to be open house or is it going to be working your database? And so those are the main three that we work depending on the person's behavioral style and what what their business plan is that we set out with them to grow their business. Okay. And how many do you have right now on the, on your team? So right now we have 12 agents. Um, last year we sold 300 homes. We had roughly six agents on average. Um, wow, that's great. That is wonderful. Great. great business. Are you still in production? I'm not in production. I haven't been in production in a couple of years. So that's just on the team's production. So you're working as the manager, so or, or well, obviously you're the team leader, but basically the owner, the manager, uh, you're the you're 
making the plays? Are you so I co lead to- the team? Yeah, with my husband, he's more of the productivity coach and sales manager. So okay. he's um, a professional real estate coach as well. So he's the one that meets with the agents one on one, builds out their business plan, and then does like an accountability session with them. Okay. For me, I'm more of the growth and the marketing piece of it. Okay. Creative. The the creative. creative. <laughs> I love yes. that. So, I mean, what a story. I mean, to go from, I mean, the cool part about what you have is that um, I, I love how you said you, you do uh, adopt a buyer or adopt a, a, yeah, a adopting client, clients, adopting yeah. clients. I mean, just that percentage alone shows you that it's not your fault. Those agents didn't follow up. Well, yeah, we know that we know, <laughs> you, know the you know, the percentages, percentages right? for, for sure. So now. we still do that today. And we still, still adopt probably, the client. And it works. I just love yeah. the phrase. I think I, everyone out yeah. there should take that and, and however it means or whatever it means to you, just take on that internally, you know, adopt a client adopt a consumer, adopt a, a friend, you know, and this could be for one, right? a lot of different things. <laughs> Get the two yeah. for one. You yeah. know, I just mean like adopt them to where you look out for them. Maybe you take care of uh, something for their kids at, you know, Christmas time. I think when you I think adopt, I always think of like the holidays and like helping yeah. out a family Break or it. something like that. Break that you down know, what it but, means to you. Like when you start, adopt something, right. you're taking care. Like exactly. You yeah. Like if you truly internalize, you know, what it means to adopt every client that you that you have it becomes a lot more personal and a lot more real as right. it should be right as it should be in this industry speaking a lot more real and personal i want to get into something tomorrow that maybe is Great a little bit more personal <laughs> with you <laughs> thank you mark yeah he's well been played. coaching me speaking of coaching <laughs> and how to, how, how to hook us into the next day but i do want to talk about something that's a little more personal a little more real and I think it's a good story and that you've overcome and I think that it can help some other people out there too because ironically, lately especially, I've heard a few more of these issues going on with people and I think it's totally normal um, and common. So on that note, guys, have a great day. Mark's got something I can see. I do. I can see it. I just just want to to say it again. Don't forget about the charity golf tournament. One week from today. Yes, September 14th. It's for a great cause. If we didn't tell you, I'll tell you really quick what it's for. It's it's for our industry. So, um, you know, as we do approach the holidays, um, you know, things happen. And a lot of times it happens during the holidays, stressful times. So whatever it may be, um, we're, we're raising money so that those families in need or those agents in need where the money maker is down and out for whatever purpose, maybe their child is and out of work, it's there to fund and, and take care of them and their bills uh, in the time of need. Uh, also, it benefits the Phoenix Children's Hospital. And I want to thank our wonderful sponsors, VIP Mortgage, VIP Insurance, American Title Services, Muscular Moving Men, First American Title, Empire West, MG, and also Shebang CRM. Guys... That's all I got for wow. you. Does the Corinne Wynn team want to uh, sponsor maybe? Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> you can come if you want. Put you on the spot. Yeah, no just pressure. Get, yeah, no pressure at all. Yeah, co- yeah you've been coached very well. <clears throat> Thank you. Good job. Thank you. All right, guys. Have a great day. See ya. See ya. Ciao.